Church and Guests. This is Pastor Jay Hines. And Pastor Joe Sorgen. Welcoming you to another episode of the Open Bible Podcast. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. On this past Lord's Day here at Church of the Open Bible, we were working our way through Esther chapter 6 as we continue our study of the book. And in that chapter, we found that when God's people are unexpectedly honored in this godless world, God is there. He is the one working about these unexpected turns of events that we see so often in the scripture where there are people who uh, are in situations, often they are in a, uh, amongst a godless nation like Esther was, and Esther Mordecai were here in Persia, or they're in situations where God's people are being treated badly. And then there's this unexpected turn of events where all of a sudden God actually honors them and puts them in a position often of influence and prominence. And that's something that is so encouraging, should be so encouraging for us as Christians today. Sometimes we can think that all that God's people will ever experience in this world is hatred and hostility, uh, that things are always just going to be bad, uh, that we can't imagine that anyone would ever recognize Christians for the good that they do or give them, again, positions where they can have a, a godly influence on this world. And yet in scripture, again, we see that often. We saw it in the story here, end of chapter 5. Haman, the enemy of the Jews, who hates Mordecai the Jew specifically, uh, builds this giant wooden spike that he wants to execute him on the next day. And we're left with chapter 5 wondering, is this going to happen? Is Haman's evil plot going to succeed? And chapter 6 comes along and there's this incredible reversal where actually instead of Mordecai being hung on this uh, wooden spike in humiliation, he ends up being honored by the king in an incredible way by God's providence. And that, again, is meant to encourage us uh, in, in, in our own lives. And just to say that, you know what? Things are not always going to go bad for God's people. Yes, we are promised uh, some trials and tribulations in this life. Yes, we're promised that if we're faithful to the gospel, there's going to be times where people don't appreciate that. And maybe uh, where we're not treated as well as we would like to be. But there's this hope always that God can turn the tables. God can put us in places of honor and influence. And uh, that's something that should give us hope. And so what we want to do now is just discuss that briefly, specifically looking at some other biblical examples where maybe that's the case. Maybe look at some examples in our own lives or the lives of others. And then also talk a bit about how that can give us hope today. Yeah, uh, there's lots of examples, particularly I think of from the Old Testament. Um, Abraham being one example. You know, Abraham was just a simple shepherd. There was really nothing too special about him, but yet God chose Abraham, chose to honor him and chose uh, to make his people come from this man who also was like him and his wife were barren. Another interesting thing, like you just would not expect the honor that came to Abraham to come upon him, but yet it did because God's hand was, was on him. Uh, and even in specific examples in Abraham's life where, you know, before the Egyptian king, he lies, about um about sarah being his uh, his um sister and things like that and not his wife but still even out of this lying he is honored by the king uh, because god is working in that situation not that god is for lying by any means but you still see god's hand at work in honoring abraham a little bit later in the book of genesis uh we read the story of joseph and, and joseph's story i mean what a life of ups and downs and all sorts of things but uh, he, of course, ended up being thrown in, in prison for doing the right thing. Um, and uh, well in prison, he's there with uh, a, the king's baker and, and cupbearer who were, uh, you know, both charged with doing these different things and put in, in prison. But 
Joseph interprets the, the cupbearer's dream and says, you know, you're going to be honored and, and put in this position again. You're going to have this position restored by the king. And that's what happens. But, and Joseph says, but don't forget about me. You know, let the king know. Uh, but the cupbearer forgets. That, that isn't what happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so it's kind of, you, you almost look at Joseph and think, oh, like the guy deserves to be honored. What happens? Well, years later, the cupbearer does remember because the king has a dream. And he's, I don't, you know, he's just sick about this dream that he has. He doesn't understand it. And the cupbearer remembers. There was a man who who helped me interpret my dream. And it was true. And so, needless to say, Joseph, of course, interprets a dream. And what happens? He's honored. He's basically the second in command over all of, of Egypt. Uh, and and he's, he's honored because God was working, right? He was in this position of utter shame, being in prison for something he, he didn't even deserve to be there for. But he ends up being honored. An amazing turn of events. Um, on and on, I can go one more example. I think of right away, David. You know, just mm -hmm. a shepherd boy, youngest of his family, pretty insignificant family. Who would have thought he would be honored and and end up being the king of Israel? Um, but that's exactly what happened because God works uh, in these in these particular ways. Uh, so often for His people, when uh, you know you you're not really expecting this honor to come, but yet it does. And I think that just should encourage us because sometimes in our life, you know, I don't think we necessarily today think of honor near as much as they did in Bible times. Mm -hmm. It was more of an honor shame culture. Um, but um, so often I think we could feel like, oh, like it would be nice to be recognized for some of the good and, and that sort of thing and, and be, mm -hmm. be honored uh, by this um, instead of just put down. But like you said, uh, this can happen. God can, uh, can do that uh, even today for us as well. And that should be a, a huge encouragement, I think. Mm-hmm. I think of the story of Daniel, mm. which is also just striking. Here, he, him and his young friends are torn away from Jerusalem and from their people and from everything they knew and brought into pagan Babylon. And they're basically being groomed to be Babylonian uh, leaders in the, uh, in the community, in the empire. And yet they don't compromise. And the Lord blesses them in that. And so we kind of, you know, after reading chapter one of Daniel, you'd kind of expect things just to go okay for them. Like, okay, they're going to survive. Like they're going to be able to be faithful Jews in this pagan empire. And yet they'll somehow survive. That's great. And then what's remarkable is the chapters go on. Oh, not only do they survive, they thrive. And they're actually put in these incredible positions of honor. Again, they're challenged. Uh, they are uh, challenged to compromise and to uh, bow down and worship idols, to not pray to God. And they come out again, consistently faithful to the Lord. But with every step along the way, especially with Daniel, he is just increasingly put in a position of incredible influence, which is amazing. I mean, he's operating within a completely evil, pagan uh, governmental system. I mean, in, you know, if people think our government is evil today, like this is nothing compared to Babylon and what was going on there. And yet, Daniel was right in the midst of it and he found a way to not compromise his faith and yet God honored him and gave him incredible influence so much so that uh, one of the Babylonian kings it seems like even became a believer or at least came to recognize Yahweh as, as, as God and so that's just an incredible example I also think of Paul and throughout mm -hmm. the book of Acts you know it's amazing how 
he kind of go, it's almost like this up and down, you know, and uh, once he becomes a believer, obviously he faces a lot of persecution, particularly amongst the Jewish leaders. But, you know, by the end, he's standing before all of these rulers. And often it says that he was given favor, you know, that some of these high ups in the, in the Roman empire actually wanted to listen to him and respected him. Uh, that too is just incredible. And I think that example of Paul is really helpful for us as well, because I, uh, like you mentioned in the introduction, uh, to this podcast, like as Christians, there are times where we can feel like we're being put down because of our beliefs and so on and so forth. But I think if we, if we live the life that the Bible and God is calling us to live, um, through different trials that we, we go through, if we continue to honor God, I think it doesn't always happen, but so often we will be honored mm -hmm. on this earth as well. Uh, and all of a sudden some people will start to notice, Oh, like this person is being maligned, but yet they're still, you know, they're still acting out of love mm -hmm. and they're still being kind. And so, you know, that's what happened with Paul. I think that can happen uh, today as well. Uh, you know, I think of whether that's in the workplace, whether that's mm -hmm. uh, students in school, you know, sometimes people find out that you're a Christian and, and you start to get maybe maligned a little bit, you know, that, that can definitely happen. But I think as people get to know us, if we're really mm -hmm. living how the mm -hmm. Bible says, it won't take long and they'll realize we shouldn't probably be maligning. This, actually, this person is is worthy of of some some honor and mm -hmm. saying like, wow, like you're a, you're actually a really good guy. There's something different about you. And no, that doesn't mean like there's crowns placed on our head or anything like that. But just you know, yeah. having some of this influence, and uh, and that can be a really neat thing when it, when you see that happen and you just know that that's that's God's work in doing that. Mm -hmm. I I think personally of uh, in our former community where I pastored a very small community and there was always the Good Friday service. And our first year there, they asked, hey, do you want to be sort of the Legion chaplain? And would you want to give a, a brief address at the Remembrance Day service, which was very well attended and lots of people just from the community, lots of people who weren't Christians. And I always use that as an opportunity to, uh, you know, take a relevant passage from scripture, maybe talking about servanthood or talking about sacrifice and how that's a worthy thing. And, you know, Jesus, Jesus words, you know, greater love, no greater love is this than you laid on your life for your friends, stuff like that. And kind of tie it into how we should honor people and honor the soldiers who died for our freedom, that kind of thing. But I always, always brought it back to the gospel and brought it back to Jesus, that Jesus is the one uh, who has exemplified this and who's made it possible for us to actually live this way as he causes us to be a new creation by faith in him. And, you know, every year I always would get to the gospel and it just blew me away how much uh, honor I got and respect mm -hmm. I got for speaking at that. I mean, people in the community always would be like, that was so good. You're such a good speaker. That was so powerful. And, uh, and they would give me an opportunity of like, Oh, that's great. What exactly was it? And then usually it'd be like, well, you know, the whole idea of laying down your life for your friends, that's what real love is. I'm like, yeah. And isn't it amazing that that's, I would bring it to Christ. Right. Yeah. And, and it was amazing the opportunities that that gave. And, and every time I clearly presented the gospel uh, and, and every single time I would do it, I was just blown away by the respect and honor that I received because of that. And I just thought that was a great example. I would have expected rather after the first time, someone would have pulled the plug and said, hold on a second. Like, we don't want to hear this gospel garbage. Yeah. This is Good Friday or, I'm sorry, not Good Friday, Remembrance Day. And uh, th that was just encouraging. And it's been a good reminder for me. And, and really, I've experienced that in, in a lot of other ways too. That, uh, uh, and maybe this is what we can end on, just that 
sometimes as Christians, we can develop sort of this persecution complex, like everybody's out to get us. It's always going to be bad. Our culture is just getting more and more wicked. And, you know, we're all going to be in jail before we know it. Maybe like, sure. I mean, God, Jesus promised us, but guess what? Jesus promised us that we were going to face hatred and hostility, no matter what culture we're in, no matter what environment we're in, no matter what kind of religious freedoms we enjoy or don't enjoy, there is always going to be someone who disdains us if we are faithful witnesses to the gospel. So yes, that's true. But that's different than this idea that everyone's out to get us. Everything is bad. Everything is going downhill. You know, uh, no one could ever honor us. No one could ever respect us. We could never be in a position of influence. It's all just bad, 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 bad. These sort of stories remind us that that is a tiny little God that we are worshiping. If that's where our mindset is, we don't serve that tiny little God who can't handle, you know, the cultural context we're living in. We serve the great big sovereign God who time and again throughout scripture in the most unlikely circumstances brings a believer into a place of honor and influence for the sake of the gospel. And we need to have hope that he can do the same today. Yeah, for sure. And I do think you know, one of the, the biggest examples, uh, kind of a picture of this in the scriptures is from the book of Revelation, actually, mm -hmm. where in Revelation chapter five, you know, there's a scroll that no one can open. No one is worthy. Uh, no one has the honor, we could say, to, to open this, this scroll. And then out walks a lamb that, that shed blood. And you think, really, of all of all the, the things of hmm. the, who, who could like really a lamb is going to have this honor? Well, of course, we know the lamb is Jesus. And Jesus opens that scroll. And, and after the scroll is opened, it says that the, the saints sang a new song. And this is what they said. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God. And they shall reign on the earth. I just think that's such an amazing picture. Mm -hmm. For one thing, of, uh, of, of course, Jesus, this lamb who was slain getting all the honor that's due him uh, saying, you know, worthy are you, but also for the saints, uh, those of us who, who are believers, even if we don't maybe see this honor in this life, we know for a fact, we will be honored. Um, mm -hmm. when, when Jesus returns, uh, we, we are going to be a, a part of this kingdom reign, uh, that's going to happen. That's, that's what's said there. And that's amazing. You know, it's it's good for us to look forward to that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, hoping that we get honored in this, you know, while we're here now, that we live our lives in such a way that that does happen. But regardless if it does or doesn't happen now, we know it will happen in the future because the lamb was slain for us and we were ransomed so that we could be a part of that, uh, that kingdom that he speaks about there. Yeah. And that's, you know, you read it from the first... Uh, four centuries and at the height of the Roman persecution against the church in different times, the, those martyrs, you know, those who were in the arena being torn by wild beasts, what gave them hope, what gave them strength, what allowed them to persevere in the midst of that is that they were looking to heaven. They were looking to that reward. They knew that here we are being maligned and torn apart by beasts as the crowds cheer, but we are going to be ushered into being honored by God himself through Christ. And that's what got them through. That's what can get us through too. And something we need to definitely be considering more often. Yeah. Well, we hope that that discussion will spark some conversation and discussion in your own life, uh, maybe with your family or with another friend or someone in the church. 
because we want to not just be hearers of the words, but doers of the word. And that often starts with these kind of fruitful discussions. And so we hope that you can continue to have those. And, you, and we hope that this was helpful for you. Uh, until next time, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with you all. So long. See ya. Thank you.